Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you live. It's Tuesday, August 29th. This is a big day for Football Scoop. This is our annual bold prediction release day. This is uh, unprecedented. We are live. Four of us are on. No one has any idea what the other one's going to say. I expect shock and awe. I'm going to hearken you guys back to the better days. The better days being 2018. Scott Roussel, your host, nailed his one bold prediction. His one bold prediction, Notre Dame probably goes undefeated, definitely makes the college football playoff. Notre Dame goes on to go undefeated and makes the college playoff. I believe either 17 or 19, Doug Samuels just crushed his. I can't remember what year it was. Now, there's a, there have been other days of late. 2022 did not go so well. I have Texas at seven wins, so uh, uh, don't yell at me if they win seven games. Yell at John. It's not. It's nice that you just kind of gloss over the fact they have to travel to play Kansas November 19th. I know. You just you just skip over it like that's a that's a dub. <laughs> you build your whole schedule. You've got Auburn going in with one loss to Bryant in any <laughs> stadium, and arguably giving Brian Harson a shoulder ride after that game, and what many people believe might be Nick Saban's best team at Alabama. So don't don't give me that. Uh, I'll get oh, quickly. I'll cheat. I'll cheat just just a little bit here. I was really, really close to going with uh, Billy Napier's, Napier's Florida Gators as my surprise team and saying that the winner of the uh, artist formerly known as the world's largest cocktail party between Georgia and Florida would win the SEC East this year and play for the SEC title. I think Florida can be the number. Okay, so, all right, 2022, our bold predictions. You go big, you go all. It's shock and all. Sometimes you nail them, sometimes you don't. Last year, we did not nail them. Uh, I haven't talked to Harson lately, but he's not He's not at Auburn. Yeah, that, that didn't go as planned. Okay, moving on. Gentlemen, by a random selection in my brain just right now, we're going to start clockwise. So we're going to go Doug Samuels leading off. He's coming out hot. I expect this one to be bold. Then we'll go Zach Barnett, John Bryce. I'll conclude us. Because that's I get to control things. Doug, the floor is yours. I want to hear something. I want to hear one bold prediction, and I want it to be awesome. Uh, my my one bold prediction. I'm, I'm going to try and pick the Cinderella of the season. Someone that hasn't made a bowl game since I think 1974 or something like that. So it's it's been a long, long time. Uh, they're they're currently the number three scoring offense in the country. Granted, only a handful of teams played on Saturday, so only a handful of teams have the numbers. Uh, but but I'm I'm going to say, and looking at their schedule, I think UMass has a chance to win nine games this season, which sounds outrageous. Uh, but 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 let me run through their schedule real quick. They've got Auburn this week. Crazy, right? Obviously, I'm going to win that one. Uh, Miami of Ohio. Eastern Michigan, New Mexico, Arkansas State, I think are all wins. Toledo, toss-up, Penn State, loss. I think they could maybe beat Army. And then they've got Merrimack, Liberty, and UConn. Uh, not nine wins is is may sound outrageous for a UMass program that's that's been at the, the bottom uh, of the barrel of college football. But uh, after seeing them play on Saturday, I think – Don Brown's defense is is vastly improved. They were a top ten passing defense last year, but you didn't know that. Uh, but they also were porous in the run game, so they did. Some teams didn't need to pass a lot, but the, their offense is back on track. They got a Georgia Tech transfer at quarterback, 
uh, that, that has helped them be a lot more efficient in the past game, which is what they needed. But uh, I, I don't think eight or nine wins is, is crazy for this UMass football team. So that's that's my my bold prediction for the year. You're so you're on the Tyson Puma Chow uh, hype train. With yeah, the, notice I said Georgia Tech transfer quarterback and did not try to uh, <laughs> pronounce that. So I appreciate you stepping in and doing that, Zach. But yeah, it, I mean his his uh, his last name looks like uh, like a Egyptian king or something. Like it's uh, it, it's it's it, I, I wasn't going to take a stab at it, uh, but they they played well against a, a bowl bound team. Uh, last week, and I think their schedule sets up really nice. So it's uh, just clarifying for everybody: it's 10 a.m. No, nobody's been drinking. <laughs> if U.S. gets to nine wins, we've got a nickname: Tyson Pumachow the Pharaoh. I mean, yeah, Doug, I like that. Doug gets like a big belt or something out of winning this one. If he nails that, that's one bold prediction. Zach, the floor is yours, my friend. All right, I've been I've been workshopping this. Uh, for all off season, uh, I believe discussed it with y'all off the record. Uh, discussed it with some other friends in in the business off the record, and so we got to be genuine here. And I it, it, this is I, I'd be lying if I went all the way here, but I think I'm being genuine when I predict Colorado wins one game this year. I think they win one game. They're over under three and a half. I think they're getting one. Uh, they're the, the, they're, they're part of, I'm basing this off of, there's two schools of thought when it comes to evaluating college football schedules. If you're Alabama or Georgia, the toughest type of schedule for you is where you play six of the top seven teams in the country, six times, and you go play six patsies. Cause you're, you're probably going to go, you know, you, you're going to get six guaranteed wins. If you're a team like Colorado, an Alabama type schedule where you play six patsies and then six tough teams. Is easier than the schedule Colorado actually has, where they play teams 10 through 80 12 straight times. There's not a guaranteed win on this schedule. They open with TCU on the road, uh, big noon Saturday, loss. Nebraska comes to town. I have more faith in Nebraska to uh, get it done at Folsom Field than I do have Colorado, so loss. Colorado State, they might get that one. I'm, I think I'm going to take the Rams in an upset, but they might get that one. At Oregon, they're losing. Home against USC, they're losing. And then you got two games. I think they'll win one of these. At Arizona State or home against Stanford, they'll win one of those. After that, at UCLA, they're not winning there. Home against Oregon State, the Beavers had the best defense in the Pac-12 last year. Uh, they're going to be better this year. They might win the, the Pac-12. They're not winning that one. Home against Arizona. Arizona's making a bowl game. They're not winning that one. At Washington State, short week, a Friday night game at the Palouse. They're not winning that one. And then they close the year at Utah. They're not winning that one. They're they're winning one game. I think this is going to happen, and I think the college football gods need to make this happen because if Colorado goes out and wins six, seven games, it's going to be a set a very bad precedent for a lot of players in college football with a total roster turnover. I think their overall roster is better. Obviously, they brought in 70 new players, but I think that's going to uh, come at a cost. Continuity matters. Um, experience matters. I think this team is going to suck. That's bold. I'm uh, 0 for 2 being on board with you two guys. Okay. But moving on. JB, let's hear what you got, buddy. I'm, uh, this one, I don't know. I feel like this one might shake me out of my chair. What do you got, JB? 
Well, a couple of different things here. Uh, first of all, Zach, you can you can say it's the, the college football gods need it to do bad. Maybe Dion. Uh, okay, there's no maybe. Maybe P.T. Barnum has been brasher than anyone else about his roster flip. Let's not act like it's the only roster flip. He just aud- audaciously said, I'm That's bringing true. my own baggage. There's crazy roster turnover at Nebraska, which, again, is why part of the reason why I'm high on Nebraska this year. And it's also Matt Rule's proven track record. Um, and there are just a, a number of other things at play there. Deion Sanders didn't create the system. Deion Sanders was the first to publicly and rashly, some might say arrogantly, uh, capitalize and lean into the system. Now, it's worked for him so far in terms of it is a better roster. There is more talent there. I still think it's a huge step up. I don't think they're a one-win team. Uh, I expect them to be more than a one-win team, which means, Zach, what are you going to do when Ralphie the Buffalo runs wild on you? However, getting to my own bold prediction, I started to go with Georgia not three-peating. That is a prediction. I started to go with Caleb Williams not repeating his Heisman. That is a prediction. I am instead going that your Big Ten college football playoff representative will be none other than James Franklin's Penn State Nittany Lions. They bring back, I think, 14 starters, Nicholas Singleton uh, and the other running back. His name escapes me me at the moment. They're both NFL running backs, though, especially Singleton. I've been paying a lot of attention to him uh, since he was being recruited. He was up there kind of back-to-back with Will Shipley in terms of Shipley went to Clemson, Singleton went to Penn State. Both those guys got a lot of national attention in the recruiting. And then the other thing not to overlook is that Penn State did a masterful job of getting star tackle Olu Fashanu to come back for this season of football. He would have been a top 10 pick in all likelihood last year. I think he, along with Joe Alt, will be the first two tackles taken in this next NFL draft. They're both, they both have the look of future franchise NFL tackles. And this is James Franklin's time. Look, the schedule sets up. He's got to get over the hump against Ohio State. We all say that at some point, but he gets Michigan at home. We saw last year that the Big Ten can be a two-bid league if one of the other teams is sitting there 11-1. and one. If Penn State goes 11-1 and one but beats Michigan in that scenario, I think it would probably even go on to win the Big Ten championship and be 12-1 and one and be the best seed from the Big Ten. So not only are they going to represent the Big Ten in the playoffs, I think they'll be the best-seeded team from the Big Ten in the playoffs. I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it. I wrestled with that one too, JB. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'll tell you, to yours, Doug, the other one I almost pulled off and, and when you uh, started your comments, I lost my breath a little bit. I thought you were going with Hawaii to make a bowl um, because I looked at their schedule just as we were last night and then again as we were sitting here, and I could see them getting to five, six wins maybe and, and making a bowl game. I'm telling you guys, I was fired up by that Timmy Chang video uh, in the locker room after they just lost to Vandy. Um, in, in our new series that we started Monday of this week. He said what, or they said what? I hope to bring that to you guys um, mm-hmm. every single week of the college football season. But anyway, yeah, that those are ones. I like yours, I like yours Doug. I don't know if I see nine wins, but they're a much improved football team, much improved football program. JB, I like what you did there. Um, let me recap a couple of things here. So Doug went bold. UMass at nine. That's extremely bold. You hit the mark. Zach, challenging Prime's manhood. Mm-hmm. That's bold. That's bold. I don't see those coming true. 
JB went, you know, college football representative. Like they'll they'll make it into the playoff. Penn State, good team. Okay. So somewhat okay. Talked about maybe a, some team making five or six wins again to a bowl and that a bit soft. I'm glad you didn't go there. I'm I feel like I, I need to go a little bolder than you guys did. Are y'all hearing that background? Are y'all hearing that noise? No. no. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. LSU fighting Tigers, Brian Kelly, year two, the whole way. Hey, we're here to go big and go home. Brian Kelly came here to win national championships. Year two, the whole thing. Georgia's a good football team. They'll beat him. Here's what we got. Might have to beat him twice. So LSU's got Florida State this week. Good game. Win or lose probably doesn't hurt the Tigers much. Very good team. Great opener. National TV, great coverage. If the Tiger, I think the Tigers win that game by 10 points. If they don't, that's a game you can build upon throughout. So then you go grambling, in-state team. They're playing Mississippi State, who I think that is not – I just think the, the team's going to be down. Arkansas is not thriving. Ole Miss, I think it's going to have a tough season. Uh, so you got grambling, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss. You travel to Missouri, challenging game for sure. Auburn, these are all winnable. Army, you go to Alabama. That's a big, big, big test, right? If they're undefeated coming into there, uh, I was on the goal line last year when LSU beat Alabama. Uh, the team believes the team is better this year. Uh, I think LSU goes in there and wins. You finish up Florida, Georgia State, Texas A&M. Uh, by that point, you've already secured the SEC West. You got to go beat Georgia. And you might have to beat Georgia again. Uh, man's got to go bold. Man lives where he lives. He just laid his claim. He, Brian Kelly, right up there with the the great of the greats, Ed Ogeron, Les Miles, Les Miles, Nick Saban. I mean, you know, things happen around here every four years, 2023, 2019. Fighting Tigers, winning the national championship. I mean – you're you're touting that as bold, aren't they? Like a number five team already in the rankings. <laughs> and also, you're saying I, I do appreciate I do appreciate your um, gerrymandering of this weekend's game against Florida State already before it happens. Like you're set to pivot in either direction, uh -huh. no matter what LSU does in, the, in that game. If LSU loses that game, it has zero margin of error for the entire rest of the season. Not the true. entire rest of the season. Before Absolutely Labor Day true. gets here, if LSU loses, they have no margin for error the entire rest of the season. God. Completely not true. If they were to stub their toe, uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Missouri, Auburn, anywhere in there. So let's just say they lost Florida State and they lost one of those two, so they're down two. You come back and you you get Alabama at Alabama. You finish up Florida and Texas a and I didn't even mention Georgia State. That was rude of me. I apologize. You come back, you get Florida, Alabama, Florida, Georgia State, Texas A&M. You're in the, you're at that point. You have one SEC loss 
if we had stubbed our toe, yeah, I say we, if LSU had stubbed their toe after Florida State and lost one of those SEC games, they still win the SEC West because they beat Alabama in my in my mind, right? They're a one-loss team that beat Alabama in the West. Am I crazy? They're still the West this year, huh? Yeah. Ooh, that was yeah. that was rough. Yeah, yeah. of course. So they, they win the West. They play Georgia, beat Georgia. I mean, I don't know how you keep them out. And then if they just beat Georgia, they're winning the whole thing. I just laid it out for you guys. LSU, win the national okay. championship. One more. I want to be. I want to be. Uh, hit you with the facts that no two-loss team has ever made the playoff. Um, but at the same time, if if LSU wins the SEC as a two-loss team, there's no way they're keeping exactly. them out. And no two-loss team had ever won the national championship in the BCS era until LSU went out and did it. Did it in 07. The 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 kryptonite here is that when LSU wins a national championship, they can only do it at the Superdome. And I, the Sugar Bowl is there this year, a uh, semifinal game, but they'd have to go to Houston outside the cocoon of Louisiana and actually go out and, and beat someone outside their state. And they haven't done that since ever. Houston's practically as close as New Orleans. It's I was getting right ready to down say, I did. I was getting ready to say, like, Houston is, is, especially from a football standpoint, Houston is a suburb for Baton Rouge. Like, the way that, the way that LSU just zips across I 10 West and recu- recruits Houston at will. Um, they would, if, if LSU was in that title game in Houston, it will be like, um, Bourbon street West or no, whatever death Valley. Whatever you want to call. Here's one other thing though, to my point, if you lose to Florida state, then you have no margin for error. Perhaps I should say, if you lose to Florida state, you, um, and then you stub your toe again, you don't control your own destiny anymore. Because if you are a two loss team, if something happens, um, and you're a two-loss SEC champion team, but there's a bunch of other chaos in the world of college football, you just lose the ability con- to control your own destiny. So I don't necessarily disagree with your pick of LSU as a CFP participant and potential title winner. Um, I just didn't really like the way that uh, you were weather veining on the Florida State game already. Hey, boys, my, my, my bold prediction is LSU wins the national championship. It doesn't matter how they get there. I told you how they're going to get there. But all of my prediction is LSU wins the 2023 college football national championship. That's Well, here, here's here's the real question, Scott. If if that comes to fruition, right, and they're, they're playing in the natty, what everyone listening to this wants to know is, are you going to be at the uh, at the AFCA convention, or are you going to be watching uh, LSU think, in person again, like you did in nineteen? I think they moved the convention a week back, didn't they? Or am I crazy? I, I don't think they overlap this year. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I would one hundred percent be at the national championship. <laughs> okay, the right. and that's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the one bold predictions. We're going to recap these on the website. Always a great time. You guys should go back and audit our our predictions from the past because mine have been pretty stellar. Okay, last year, we talked about that already. Always a great time, gentlemen. Uh, Let's kick off these games. Today's Tuesday. Games kick off Thursday. Let's go, baby. Everybody ready? Let's go. Let's do it. God bless. Peace out.